Hey everyone, welcome to university. I'm Anne-Marie Chiresa, your host, and I'm really excited to get this conversation going. I've been preparing all summer, talking to students and interviewing students for the fall launch, and the fall is finally here. And on this podcast, my intention, my hope, is to introduce you to a diverse group of students, all races, all ages, all genders, all socioeconomic backgrounds, different interests and passions and different upbringings, and career path choices. But despite all the differences, at the core, the one thing that we all have in common is that we all want to be happy and find success in our lives, however we define it. And this podcast is an invitation to redefine success for you, not to let anyone else define it for you, and for you to remember that no matter what, we are all truly connected by the pursuit of happiness. So when you're listening in, remember this person, no matter what the race, gender, age, or background, they have some wisdom to share with you and that they're seeking the same exact thing that you are, a path to leading and living their most fulfilled and joyful life possible. So through these stories, I hope that you feel inspired to follow your personal blueprint to happiness and success, because I know it's right here waiting for you, and all you really need to do is simply allow it. And I've been thinking long and hard about what is the best first episode to start with. And as I went back through and listened to all the interviews, which were really rich um, from a diverse group of students, I decided that the most fun thing to do would be to share a little bit from everyone you will be hearing from in the coming months. So that's what this episode is all about. All right, so let's get started with our very first episode, where you get a sneak peek into the conversations to come. Welcome to University with Life and Leadership Coach Anne-Marie Chiresso. In this collection of refreshingly honest conversations, students share their stories, struggles, and successes, and educational experts provide practical and valuable information on all things university. Discover how to live fearlessly and thrive in college and beyond. I'd like you to meet Matthew. Matthew's an old friend, and I've known him since he was two years old. He's now a sophomore at Yale. We have a great conversation about even the tiniest things like balancing new responsibilities, like how much time it takes to do all those things we didn't have to do in high school, like laundry and meal prep and and all that extra stuff that you're now taking on, these new responsibilities you're now taking on in college. Matthew also talks about trying it all on, like exploring an open relationship after three years in an exclusive one and how that worked for him and what he learned. Matthew is someone you're really going to want to tune into. So tell um, our listeners what um, you think your biggest challenge freshman year was. Um, my biggest challenge was probably once classes started for maybe about a month and a half, just getting once like the initial euphoria of like orientation week where there's really nothing to do and you're just running around and like hanging out with your buddies that you've made and going to parties or whatever. I think it's sort of set once you're settled into college, balancing, balancing everything. I mean, academics, 
the stuff that you have to do for me, my music. Um, I joined some clubs early on. And then also I'm in a long distance relationship at school, uh, which was again, obviously a new experience for both of us. Um, yeah. So talk a little bit about that because um, you guys dated like through a lot of high school. Yeah, we dated through most of high school. So we started dating right at the beginning of the year of sophomore year. It's like January 1st, basically. Yes. And dated all the way through high school and into college. Um, she goes to school in, in Philly. So it's about three hours away uh, by train, which isn't, which isn't too bad. But we, it, was, it was really delicate because we both wanted to experience the schools that we yeah. were at. Yeah. So it was this w- sort of weird at first balance of how much do we see each other? How much do we talk? Because we, we don't want to just sort of lean on our relationship so much that it like, gets stressed or that we're not immersed in our schools and sort of miss that. So it was like the first month and a half. Actually, the first kind of semester was, was pretty tough just to really hone in on what balance worked for us. Well, what made you guys decide to stay together? Because, Well, first of all, did you get pressure or talk about, you know, we should break up before college? We talked about it a, a fair amount, like mostly at the, the second half of senior year as it was approaching mm-hmm. and it approaches really fast. I know. <laughs> um, I know. Just high school kind of goes by, but we also, most people I would say break up. Uh, most high school couples that we like, observed broke up before going to college just because people want to switch it up. Yeah. Um, I can only really speak for myself and not her, although I'm pretty sure that we're on the same wavelength, but we both just really wanted to stay together. Yeah, you were. We thought that that was the, that was the best. That was the best call. So we did like some form of an open relationship for first semester, which was wow. That must challenge. Be- it was pretty challenging, just because it was something that we hadn't done before, and it was tough for me, at least, going from a really serious, committed relationship to something less serious with the same person. Yeah, that would totally freak me out. Yeah, it was a bad decision. <laughs> um, uh, it's uh, and it happens. Everyone makes mistakes. Uh, I think I thought it was in retrospect just not a great call. Well, um, I, mean, I don't. You know, I really don't deal in mistakes. I deal in <laughs> you know learned opportunities. So you mm. know, um, what I like is you guys were so willing to experiment you know, like open, you were, you were open to possibilities. Like, let's just try it out. Let's see what happens. You know, let's not mm-hmm. close any doors. And I think that takes a lot of courage. Cause that's like you said, a pretty big deal to go from having this exclusive relationship of three years almost to then saying, okay, let's have an open relationship. That would freak me out. I think it would freak most people out. Yeah, it was, I think it was mostly because we both just wanted to experience all of college Mm-hmm. and didn't want any like, limitations yeah. regardless of whether we actually did experiment in those areas. We just wanted to feel like we had the opportunity to really do anything that like other, like that, like a college kid would do mm-hmm. their first year. So um, freedom. Just freedom. Yeah. And I think like, from maybe that perspective, it was helpful just because I, I recognized that that I was not happy in that type of 
situation. So we sort of like self-corrected and talked and then ended up just getting back together and dating exclusively, like maybe March of this year. So, so you gave it a fair amount of time. Yeah, we gave it, we gave it, a, we gave it enough time. Um, there are like some rough patches as any relationship has, mm-hmm. but I think that it was, it ultimately ended up well. And I think that that was a good, I, I'm, I'm glad that we did it because it allowed us, I think both to realize that that's something that we didn't want to do. <laughs> so, I mean, had we not, had we just stayed together exclusively, I think there always would have been that question of, should we have done something like that? Or should we have broken up? Or what would have happened if... And I think it's nice that there isn't really that large question hanging over our relationship. Do you believe what others think? I loved this conversation with Olivia. Olivia is an extremely passionate and talented artist. She's a junior at Tisch, Clive Davis School of Music. And in this clip, she tells us what to do when someone tells you you can't pursue your dream and what happens when you internalize what people tell you. There are always going to be people who tell you you can't, and then it's up to you to basically tell them to fuck off. Like, if you, like, really internalize what people are saying to you, just end up believing that they can't, like, people tell them they can't, and they're just like, okay, I can't. Okay, guys, this was one of my favorite chats. I want you to meet Lucy. She's the epitome of courage. Despite mom and dad's opinions, she's bucking the system to really pursue her dreams now. And the clip you're about to hear, she talks about her thoughts on fear and failure and how she came to decide to leave school after her sophomore year and why. And she, you know, she also touches on why she thinks it's so important to find the people of your dreams. Listen in for advice Lucy has for others who are wondering if college is the right path for them. Definitely pay attention to this interview. She is a dynamo. Love, love, love talking to Lucy. A person who came to Francis Parker, my high school, to present and talk, and they gave a piece of advice. Um, They told a story about how people always said, like, follow your dreams. And so he followed his dreams, and he became... A politician and he you know was doing all of these things and he just was like doing the work that he loved that he was supposed to love but he just was not something was not right about it and that kept happening and then he went back to school and he became a lawyer and there he he talked about how he instead of following his dreams he found the people of his dreams and mm-hmm. then there you know because he was with those people he was able to just make something that became his dream And so when I heard that, it really went into a deep place that went like, all right, well, I can choose this college or this college or that place and and whatever. But ultimately what it's going to come down to is, am I with people that make me feel like I can be the best version of myself, you know, that make me feel like regardless of resources or location or this or that, um, that I can really create something that's going to hopefully bring me and other people joy and fulfillment. So that was what I was chasing was like, yeah, I like the food and I like, you know, the location, but all of that to me in comparison to the people was just irrelevant. It was like 
people first. People first, yeah. Lilia was so fun to talk with. Lilia goes to Skidmore, she's a sophomore. The school she had her eye on all throughout high school. I know Lilia personally, and I know how hard she worked in to get um, into the school of her dreams. And I loved hearing how her first moments on campus were as her parents walked away and her reflecting back and seeing how everyone was bonding those first few weeks away from home and how everyone feels lost in those first few moments when your parents are walking away and you're you're settling in to you know your new life um, and I know that uh, we all feel a little lost at times and this is one of those conversations that Lily and I chat about what it was like to um, go from living in a big city to a smaller town experience and her experience with um, changing course of her major midway through first semester and um, finding friends and integrating socially. It was a really rich and great conversation so I look forward to you um, checking out this sneak peek and then joining me for the full interview with Lilia. Like your parents close the door and walk away and you're like, oh, what the fuck am I going to do now? Yeah, exactly. I was like, I remember actually, it was like, see you later. Like, not going to see you again until like break. And it was crazy. I was like, oh my God. We just like walked off in our seminars and everyone's just like so lost. Like I remember looking around and people's eyes were like so big. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what do I do? That was a big thing that like, I mean, like everyone bonds over that. Like that's a big thing for the freshmen. It's like, we all know that we're all lost. So like, we're all kind of like looking to each other for support with that. And then joining me for the full interview with Lilia in just a few weeks. Does it matter where you go to college? I have this great conversation with my son, Robert, now a freshman at University of Colorado Boulder. And I talk about his decision to take a gap year after high school and the space it created for him to get perspective and what his big lessons were then and now. In my full interview with Robert, we talk high school, we talk gap year, we talk life lessons, we talk applying to college, peer pressure, and his big fears headed into college. I was afraid to stand up in front of everybody and say, yeah, I'm taking a gap year. Mm -hmm. And what other people were going to think of me when in reality, I just don't care what most of those people think. People don't hold on to these things because they don't matter to them. And you only hold on to them, you as in everyone, only hold on to those moments because you think that you're being judged. And what I really developed over my year was I just don't care if I'm being judged because if you're judging me, it, it just shows to me that you're not listening and if you're not listening, that's fine. But I don't want to have an extended relationship with someone who's not going to listen to me. So Well, and also the most important person to listen to is yourself. So Yeah, and you, you, you really have to. One of the big lessons is you really just have to do what you want, what makes you happy. And you have to create that. And if you don't, do what you want you're gonna have a miserable life 
And so many, so many people do what they think they should and what they're supposed to rather than what they want. And what's scary to me is not as much that as it is people convince themselves that what they want is that. Well, did you, was there any part of you that can, was, can, has done that? Where have you done that in your life where you've convinced yourself you want what other people want for you? Yeah, I, everyone does that about a lot of things, and it's, it's about recognizing it rather than... Yeah, but I'm asking, like, was there a specific example you can think of in your life? All of school. I've made lots of decisions in my life, specifically in academia and school, that I didn't want, but I knew would look better in the eyes of people. Right, so you thought... My peers, my... And that's so dumb. But it's it's easy to do. We all do it. Yeah, it's easy. Yes, absolutely. We believe social media. We believe our parents. We believe our friends. It's impossible. It's it's impossible not to. And I don't want to get out to the listeners that you know I'm perfect and I don't do this anymore and I. No, we all do. And not to social pressure because I'm absolutely not, and I still do a lot of this. What I think is important is the awareness of when you do it and the ability to reflect back because the growth process is very long. It takes years and years and years to grow out of a habit that took years and years and years to solidify and cement. To develop, yeah. So as, as long as you can take a step back after those instances, especially when they're major parts in your life, and reflect on them and learn... And learn even if it means that you change one small part about the next time, you know, that's something that you have to have appreciation for. That's something that helps you grow. And that's what's important. All right, really great stuff from Robert. Be sure and listen to Robert's full interview where we talk and we go in depth about his gap year, why he chose to take a gap year, and all the other lessons he learned along the way. Um, I learned so much about him, and I'm his mom. And I learned so much about all of you, and I look forward to many more conversations um, that I get to share with you in the coming weeks, and looking forward to meeting more of you. If you're interested in um, participating in the podcast and you're um, open to doing an interview with me, please reach out. I would love to talk to you. I want this um, podcast to be an interactive conversation. No conversation is off limits. So let's get in there and talk about what's relevant, what's important, and what's alive in your community. So be sure and look for new episodes every Friday. And please share with your friends. The only way this is going to get out there is by your word of mouth. All right, guys. Looking forward to seeing you next week. Remember... You are the next generation of leaders. Lead well. Thanks for listening to University. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to leave us some stars and a favorable review at iTunes.